Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome into Blue Jay Beat post game show. This is Matt DiMarinas coming to you from the courtside from the CHI Health Center, Omaha, um, after Creighton 64-58 loss to Iowa State. I did not bring my microphone with me, so I apologize if this isn't the greatest thing to listen to in the world, but we're going to try to make it good. And by we, I mean myself and uh, the greatest sharpshooter I've ever seen in person, Mitchell Ballack, um, was kind enough to take some time out of the out of his evening to uh, break this one down for me. It's, it's your debut on this podcast, right? Your debut as an analyst, yeah? Yeah, yeah very bold take. And this is my debut, but it sounds like I should uh, <laughs> be one and done after the L. So I did, uh, for full disclosure, I apologize to Mitch in the, some, at some point in the first half, maybe after turnover number 11, so probably in the first 90 seconds, I think, is when that occurred. Uh but we're thereabouts. I apologize for this for making this his debut on the show, but we'll try to have some fun anyway. Because there, I mean, lost in all of that sloppiness was a really competitive basketball game from two pretty young and experienced teams that um, I think will be better in two months than they are today. But I don't know, Mitch. Just uh, you know, we got a lot of questions. But I'm just curious, like when through that 40 minutes, like what 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 are you taking away from that thing? You know, good, bad, and otherwise. Uh, I mean, first things first, you got to look at what they had 21 turnovers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we had, I don't have the box score right now, but I'm sure you do. Uh, five assists. Yeah. Five assists, uh, 21 turnovers for Creighton. Yeah. I mean, usually, I mean, when I was at Creighton for my four years, we didn't win the rebounding battle much. I think they won the rebounding battle, but when you turn the ball over 21 times and you have five assists, I mean, that's not a recipe for, for winning. Um, also, I think 23 points in the first half. I mean, give it, given Iowa State's defense played well, and, I mean, we looked a little out of sorts early. And like you said, the 90 seconds, the 11 turnovers, that's tough, tough to overcome. But still having a chance down the stretch to win um, against a good team, uh, I, think that's, I think that's a good sign moving forward. Um, team doesn't quit. Guys are young, obviously. There's going to be roadblocks throughout the year just because of inexperience like it comes into play and like you said Iowa State's young as well so two teams trying to figure it out but at the end of the day I think you can take some good from it like you said we're gonna have a little fun on the podcast or whatever you can still find some good things from the game tonight um given the five assists and the 21 turnovers that's my biggest thing uh after watching the game and then yeah at the end, yeah that's probably my, my that's, I mean it, you're it's really hard to win like that, right? Especially the way Creighton plays. Like, they want to share it. And then sharing it makes them feel good about what they're doing offensively. And then everything just, like, falls into place after that, you know, almost by accident, you know, because it's just – that's the natural, like, DNA of the of the whole system, right? The sharing it. For sure. Getting everybody on the same page, celebrating each other's success. That's kind of all the things that happen with it. And I think – For sure. The thing that I'm taking away from this and that, like – I don't know. I kind of feel like it might be the DNA of this group now because they've shown it a few times already early in the season is like that first, you know, 10, 12 minutes of the first half was just a disaster offensively. I mean, they were not, there were just, there weren't just like, it wasn't just live ball turnovers, poor passes, bad decisions. Like there was just so many different ways they were turning the ball over, but it never yeah. got into the other side of the floor, 
And yeah. they've shown that a few times this season where they don't let the offense affect them on that, on the defensive end. And I just don't, I'm, I'm just impressed by the way a young team deals with that. And I don't know. Is, is it making too much of that? Or is there something to the way that, you know, the team continues to just strap it up defensively, regardless of how sloppy and disjointed things are going offensively for stretches? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, no, I think you're right. I think you hit it on the head. Um, I mean, defensively, they they lock in. They, I think Iowa State was like, I don't know, four for twenty, maybe. Uh, yeah. They started four for twenty, and that's I don't know if Creighton talks about shot profile, but a lot of those shots were in their shot profile. You know, like they were shooting some tough ones. They got they got a couple open looks that they missed, but for the most part, Creighton was dictating their shots. And when you can do that, you live with the results. You know, and I think that's why. They were in the game. I mean, it was 23-23 at half. There was four-point game all through the second half. I mean, that's why they were there because their defense, like you said, it, it's not dictated from their offense. But one thing I would one thing I would look at, especially me being the player that I was, I was never a stick guy. And I don't know. Maybe some people think I let it stick sometimes. But guys don't have – like right now we don't have a – we don't have a – like we call it like a .7 or .9 uh, mentality every time you catch the ball. So every time you catch the ball, like you either you're either shooting it, you're putting it on the floor, or you're moving it. Okay. Like right now the ball's sticking, even in corners, like there's no one more. Uh and especially when you're playing in the defense like Iowa State was downing side pick and rolls. And when you have it, it's it's kind of what Chris Beard does with with his tech teams and now he's doing it at Texas. You have a team that downs pick and rolls and if you if the ball sticks you're playing right into their defense mm-hmm. it's tough you don't get ball reversals but if you get that thing moving and then you get a side pick and roll now you're playing in the middle of the field or the middle of the court look i'm talking about you i'm watching usc hey. i'm talking about football <laughs> it's an area of service <laughs> yeah you get that ball moving you get it to the middle of the floor and now you get what you want i mean the defense isn't designed to, to let those those pick and rolls get to the middle mm-hmm. and very few times we got to the middle, but when we get to the middle, you get good things. Now you start to play the flip-up game with Ryan, and 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 you got to get him more involved and stuff, and then you start getting open stuff. But the ball just sticks a lot. And and like you said, it's young, and, and it is what it is. But you get stops and you get rebounds on the on the defensive end. You just have to get that thing moving and give yourself a chance on the offensive end. Yeah, like how hard is it? That's to what I that? saw. That's what I saw from tonight. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just my take. Hey, you're not you're not allowed to say you're wrong on this podcast. Just you speak with confidence, say it with your chest, and let it hey, ride. I say it with my chest. I say it with my chest, but opinions. You know, people are very opinionated these hey, days. It's, hey, you deleted the Twitter app. You're good, man. There's no backlash coming. Just say it and run. No, uh, sir. Yeah, I'm gonna say everything. I'm gonna say what I want. <laughs> yeah, comments. We need comments tonight. Uh, oh, I got comments. I yeah, got so lots like, of comments. Just to play off that a little bit, you know, there, you know, because it is like habitual, right? You just kind of see an opening, you attack it. But, you know, Iowa State did a really good job of kind of baiting Creighton into areas of the floor that they wanted to trap them into, right? Like, so what you're talking about, you know, Creighton. A lot of that was on the side pick and roll, too. Yeah, side pick and rolls where you're like, oh, baseline's baseline's free to go. I'm going to throw there. I'll take it. That's what they want. And then they trap it, and the ball sticks, and then everything. Like, their defense is just kind of waiting for you to throw it to them, basically. So, like, how hard is it to avoid, you know, falling into those traps when you see the opening and you think you can exploit it? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really easy to fall into that. Um, I don't know if you remember our game. Uh, it was in Vegas against Tech. Uh, we were falling into that. Like, we were baiting into that. I mean, outside of Marcus having, like, 34, like, we don't win that game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just – like, he heroic ball down the stretch. He did his thing, and, and we pulled one off. But at the end of the day, like, we really struggled against it because 
teams don't do it a lot at the, at the college level. I mean, a lot of NBA teams do it. Yeah. Um, but when when you see that different look, you just got to get the ball moving, moving more, more movement, and like less sticking. You can't let it stick more. But like you said, they bait they bait those shots. They bait the they bait those reads because, I mean, when you funnel into that, that's their shot profile. Now they want you to take seven foot, seven foot or seventeen foot mid range pull ups off of a side pick and roll. Like that's what they want. Mm-hmm. And if you fall into that, you're playing in the hands of them. But if you get ball reversals and then you run into a pick and roll where it's not predicted, then your team starts to – I mean, you're more effective. Your efficiency goes up. And you still might miss shots, but at the end of the day, you, mm-hmm. you get you get the looks you're looking for, you know. When you, but, yeah, uh, it, especially as a young team. Like you said, I mean, we were, we were young that year as well um, when we beat Tech. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, Marcus just played – I mean, he went crazy, so we won. But as a young team, it's hard. It's hard to see that stuff, and it's hard to get guys to not fall in love with. Hey, it's open. You know, let's 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 hit it. You know, so and they'll they'll learn. I mean, Mac Mac will have those dudes in there, and and, and they'll get right. You know, so that's just that's just the that's the struggles of dealing with a young team because you have to. I mean, it's it's different. It's different different looks, uh, different situations. So they'll figure it out. How much, uh, like, when you watch the, you know, the second half of that game, it was kind of interesting because Creighton did kind of adjust to, you know, Iowa State's physicality and intensity and, you know, uh, all the all the, the hecticness that they were using to create those turnover situations, those traps and everything. But, you know, like, 100%. even in that stretch, like, Creighton still had to make a lot of one-on-one plays. And, you know, T.J. Altelberger, Iowa State's head coach, talked about, like, not wanting Creighton to have those assisted baskets where the team could feel good about what just happened to create that, that offense. And I was just wondering, like, if there was anything, you know, schematically that Iowa State was still able to do, even though they weren't creating turnovers and runouts and, you know, offense that they could play off of their, with their defense, like, and just making Creighton a one-on-one team, a drive, drive at you. Yeah. And yeah. Play team. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the physicality it's it's tough to go against physicality when people when people don't have to help. Like basketball is a game of you want to play offensively, you want to play with the advantage, you want to gain an advantage and play with the advantage. Mm-hmm. And defensively, you want to avoid the other team getting an advantage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like for example, Iowa State did a really good job tonight of like skinning up over ball screens. Like very few times, very few times they got screened. You know. And that's in part. I mean, you got to credit both teams. You got to credit uh, Iowa State just for their physicality and getting over those ball screens. And you also have to point to Creighton's just lack of physicality at, at the point of the screen. Like, if if he's get if he gets hit, now you're playing downhill with that advantage. Now the big has to help. Now you have Ryan as a dump off, or you have a kick out for a three, or kick out. You're playing downhill again with another advantage. But when you get when they skinny up ball screens, it's just one on one coverage. Like you. You don't need to help. No one. Need, it's it's five on five. It's one on one at the point of the screen. So, yeah. if you lose the point of the screen, you 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 essentially lose the possession and the physicality like that. I mean, you just have to get guys lower. You have to get into guys and, and get over screens. Um, they didn't do that, and they won the point of the they won the point of, they won the point of attack at the screen. And I think that's that's what they wanted. And like you said, they had five assists tonight or five assisted buckets. Uh, that's what they wanted because. When you skinny up and get over, guys don't help, and you're playing one on one at the end of the day, and you're trying to make a play. So yeah. let's uh, let's jump into our plethora of questions that we got tonight because I'm sure. Um, Who are these questions from? People? Yeah, just you know the folks. 
the the followers, the folks, the fo- the, fo- the the loyals, the fellow Jays, yeah, the J- the, J- the fellow J backers, um, because it'll it, like it it'll it'll bleed into a, uh, a lot of topics we can just flesh out a little bit as we go through this. Cool. Um, let's see. First my, question. My college game is a little rusty right now, Matt. Oh, is it okay? Well, college, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I've only watched Jays games this year. I watched Gonzaga tonight a little bit, but yeah, I'm a little rusty. So give me a little break. I'll, you know what? Whenever I feel you struggling, I'll help you out like a good teammate. So don't worry. Yeah. Perfect. 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 I'll just read. I'll just read the situation. Um, the first question comes to us from Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> uh, she wants to know: Was there even a strategy on the last possession before half, or was it simply not turning the ball over again? Um, I'm trying to think, what was Creighton's last possession? It was a shot clock violation, right? Is that what it was? Is that it was Nemhard? Did, didn't get the shot off, right? Is that what the last possession? Oh was? yeah, it was. It was a shot yeah. clock. See, that's my thing. There was a what? There was a seven-second shot differential. Yeah, yeah, seven seconds being shot. And like, game clock and shot clock. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was like thirty and thirty-seven. See, I know you're you're gonna get one shot either way, and they're gonna get a shot either way. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my thing is, and and I. <laughs> I mean, we struggle with this at the end of the half a lot. You just probe. Like, you just sit there, and the defense is loaded. Yep. So then when you're going, when you make your move, the defense is already set, you know? Like, I like continuity. I like moving. I like, you know, like, no one knows what's coming. But when you have – I mean, I think it was Nimhard with the ball up top. I mean, he dribbles the clock out for 18 seconds. Like, I understand. But each team's going to have one possession. So why not go, go get a good one, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when you're sitting and the defense is loaded, it's tougher to get in gaps. It's tougher to create that advantage that I was talking about earlier. So in my opinion, like you're not getting the last shot of the game, you know, so that, I mean, last shot of the game. Yeah. You get the last shot, but there's a seven, seven second differential. You have to, I think you play downhill and get an advantage and look to kick and, and, and play with that advantage. You can't get a shot clock violation. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was a, like, I think, you know, I don't know. Usually like coaches like to see the action start around nine seconds or something like that. So I think Nembhard yeah, waited, yeah. waited till waited till seven. Then he called Cockburner up to set the screen, and then he denied the screen and got himself kind of trapped because the defender didn't bite on it and bite on his face. You know, so I was like, never a point. I was never a point guard, but if you're gonna wait till nine or the seven, just let me play ISO. Mm, don't call for the screen. Don't yeah. call a ball screen, like yeah. or or call a guard into it. Like Ryan Hawkins would be good. Ryan Hawkins would be good. We used to set. We used to call it this. Yeah. Ryan stands at the top, or I stand at the top. You go one way, you pick away. When you have two guards involved, it's either a switch, or they'll blow it. You know, they'll blow the coverage. Like if you sprint out of it, they're not ready to defend yeah. like that. Only the bigs ready to ready to do it. So then you get a little a little mix up that you're not used to. But if you call Ryan at nine and he comes up slow, and it's like the whole defense knows what's coming. The whole defense is loaded. Yeah. Um, I mean, just to so compare, I would play. Just to I would play to either guard. Just to compare it to something that Iowa State did in the second half, like I'm, I'm pretty sure they hit a shot off this, but I could be wrong. So if I'm wrong, oh well. Um, yeah, I'm probably wrong. that's okay. You're, you're not um, wrong, but but okay. they ran a bunch of like you know they ran a bunch of just like nonsense action. They were trying that's to like keep the, clock, but it was like a bunch like of smoke screens, a bunch of a bunch of interchange that wasn't really designed to create any kind of mismatches or anything. They were just running nonsense, you know. Just kind of yeah. Creighton's defense moving, and then Brockington hit a last a late shot clock three off because he got yeah. space off of just the interchange. You know what I mean? But it's right. motion. So is that kind right. of what you 
if, even if it's even if it's just smoke, you want to see some interchange at least because everything's flowing, and then maybe you see an opening as opposed to waiting to for seven, calling for your ball screen, and then reading with five seconds left on the shot. Yeah, and you can dribble a little bit, like you can dribble a little bit, but but maybe go at fourteen. Get get guys moving at fourteen, and then mm-hmm. set the ball screen at nine or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when everybody's just sitting there. I mean, dudes are talking. Dudes already know what to do. Like, you might X out on the backside, and the low guy helps. Like, it's just like you can talk through it literally the whole time while he's bouncing the ball. But if you're moving, your 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 mind's not thinking like that. Like, you're you're trying to do things, but things are things are come crossing in front of your vision that you have to constantly. Hundred percent. And Ryan's Ryan's talented enough where you can just say, "Hey, give me the rock," and this is the last second of the this is the last shot of the half, or this is our last possession of the half. Yeah. Get out of here and let me go to work and make a play, you know? And he's smart enough where he's not going to force something. He'll he'll look to make a play for someone else or he'll get downhill and make a buck and get a layup or something. So mm-hmm. so I don't know. That's that's kind of my thought. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, next question from Jonathan, and it's kind of about the offense in general um, throughout the season. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a play off the topic we're going on right now. Um, he's like, the offense this, this year has been, let's say, not as consistently efficient as we're used to. What's different about this team's identity from Mitch's days? We say Mitch's days like they were like a long time ago. It was like just yesterday. And Mitch's days? He's not an old EDL. We can't say Mitch's days. What, like, what did you say the guy's name was? Jonathan. Jonathan Snover. Jonathan I think he's covering. Oh, I think he's. Man. I think. I think he's covering D Rock now. Actually, Jonathan. So yeah, he's. He's. I think he's a student reporter for Drake. I think. Um, oh really? Yeah, Mitch ain't that old yet, man. Mitch's days like that's. Good. Mitch is still in his yeah, days. Yeah, right yeah. Now, I think. Hey Mitch. Hey, but my days have passed. My days were there, and now they're gone. So yeah, that is true. you are you are an old head for Creighton fans. I'm, that's true. I'm a has been man. I'm a, I'm a has been, <laughs> but uh, I think I mean right now, obviously, I mean we had we had guys that we had three to four guys on the court that were 40s, you know, shooting 40s. Mm-hmm. When you have when you have a younger team, like I think my freshman year, I mean we can bring back your interview with me about the clip with Chris Mack when I was. Seventeen yeah. percent from three or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Catch you know. Shit. So it's like, so it's like freshman year. It's an adjustment. Like it's an adjustment shooting the ball. People, you might you might shoot fifty percent one month, and then the next month you might be shooting twenty two percent. You know, yeah. it's just like that's the game. It's hard to get acclimated, and it's hard to get kind of going with with getting used to the three. I mean, it's different. It's different speed. Trying to get your feet under you, it's it's a different game. So right now, when you don't have shooters that are like, like really really knocked down, and that scouting reports know that, it's harder to get stuff going at the rim, or it's harder to get you know because guys are guys are in gaps, guys aren't yeah. locked on, um, and it's harder to get Ryan involved with flip ups because guys aren't tagging as much, you know. So that's the first part with the offense, and then the. Second part is, like I was saying, like there's not a guy – like Ryan does a good job. Ryan has a good sense of, of what's going on. Hawkins, I mean. Yeah, you got to specify your Ryans. we got three of these mothers out here. Like, yeah, no joke. Ryan <laughs> Hawkins, he does a good job of – he does a good job of uh, kind of moving it. Not a stick guy. Like he he gets the ball downhill or moves it or, or makes a play, sets a screen. Um, but you don't have enough guys that are just – it's that .7 or .9 mentality. You know, you got to catch the ball. You're either shooting it if you're open – you're getting downhill or you're passing it. And right now guys aren't to the level that we were offensively shooting the ball. 
um, which makes everything else a little bit more difficult. But that's why you need to be more decisive. Like right now, we kind of have a, like a little bit of indecision. And then once the indecision comes, now it's like, crap, now I'm stuck in the corner. Now I'm going to hold it or I'm stuck up top. I'm going to pound it and not move it. Uh, it just like opens up a lot of like, I don't know, indecision and like mishaps on the offensive end. You know what I mean? Well, the other thing that happens out of that too is like, you know, I don't know if it's speed of the game stuff. It's probably a little speed of the game stuff. Like things are happening faster than you've ever processed them for a lot of these guys. So, but when they get into positions like you're talking about, we're like, all right, I'm going to attack this space right here. I'm going to take this space away because they're giving it to me. And then I'm going to see what's next. Like, so they'll dribble themselves into kind of a trap. You know, they'll take away the open space, come to a two-foot jump stop, which I think this team does a pretty good job of. Like, they understand that concept of, of playing off two feet and, you know, trying to make passes like that. But they'll trap themselves, and then what happens is a bunch of guys will cut to the basketball, and it just totally botches the spacing. Because, like, everybody's like, oh, shit, I got to go bail my dude out right here, you know, because I got to go get this ball. Right. Otherwise, he's probably going to, like, turn this thing over and we're going to be, like, running out and not having uh, – we're going to have to be compromised in transition defense. So, like, that happens because of what you're saying. Like, guys just kind of fall into traps because they they aren't, like you said, moving it, shooting it, or making a decision. Like, um, they'll trap themselves and then everybody will try to bail them out at the same time and then clunk up the spacing. And then, then your late shot clock with four guys on one side of the floor – another dude over there with three defenders kind of shadowing him and you can't make the play to him to, to get the defense rotating. So I think that's kind of what goes off what you're talking about a little bit there too. Yeah. yeah. And, and like when you do get in there and you make a play out like reach space, you know, it's just like, ah, I'm going to chill, you know? Yeah, exactly. Kids yeah. hang out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And like watch Steph Curry play. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah. No, no, no. That's like, yeah. That's I mean, that's next, 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 next level stuff. You don't got to do that, but yeah, that's, that's God's godlike skill at moving. That's moving, I mean, that's moving. Ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Um, our next question comes from Ryan. Uh, he wants to know what needs to be done in practice to drill down on ball control. Um, this team operates at a completely different level when they're not turning the ball over. I mean, yeah, that's kind of that's it's simple. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Like you take care of the ball, you're giving yourself a better chance. Offensively, hundred percent. You get more shots, and you get you you lessen their possessions and lessen their points off turnovers. If, but if you lose the turnover battle, um, I mean, you don't you're not doing yourself a favor. Uh, yeah. I mean, like Oklahoma, I was watching Oklahoma State football today. Oklahoma State turned the ball over. I mean, they threw four picks to two, and they lost the game. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but if you lose the turnover battle, you're playing. It's already an uphill battle for yourself. Um, I always say it had but, six more shots than Creighton the night, but offensive boards were. Creighton had more offensive rebounds, but Iowa State still had six more shots because yeah, of the turnover disparity, you know? Yeah. A six-point six game, and you're, you're allowing six more shots for your opponent, you know? Right. So, I mean, it comes down to, I don't know, the game. The game's also played a lot differently when you – when if maybe it's if it's a two-point game late than whether it's a seven-point game, you know? Yeah. So uh, – Yeah, what can what be done did, to drill in ball security, to help improve ball security? What, what, what we did in practice, we – what we did in practice is Huss and them would have Huss and the managers would have uh, pads in their arms. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and we would go in there and do jump stops for five minutes and they would hit us. Uh, I don't know if that's something that would help. Uh, I'm sure they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if, well, I, if I walked into practice tomorrow, I'd see that for the first 10 minutes of practice. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, 
yesterday's practice was it i was I, honestly i can't i was surprised creighton turned the ball over like they did tonight because yesterday's practice was very physical like um the scout team was fouling like crazy i mean they were getting dudes like they had got ryan like hawkins in a headlock like four times just trapping him and like mugging him so i thought the guys were pretty prepared for what they were going to face today you know and they did a lot of uh a lot of hand fighting drills too, where they just like had to swing the ball through hand contact. And yeah, I've never yeah. seen so many fouls in a practice. So I thought they were prepared for it, but the, you know, one thing they talked about in the post game presser and, you know, the player, I think Roddy and Hawk admitted it. And then Mac uh, talked about it too, was that Thursday's practice probably wasn't um, very sharp in terms of ball security. And I don't know, like you kind of understand what that's like, right? When you have a day of prep that doesn't go well, that's subpar and it lacks focus you pay for that in the game, don't you? Yeah, you definitely do, especially when, especially when you get in the conference. Um, like, there's no switch. If you come in and you're bullshitting for three days and you expect to turn it on when the, when the lights come on, uh, you're playing yourself. So, I don't know what you're – like, if, if that's how – if lack of focus, I mean, usually you can turn it around. Like, you're not going to be great every day. Uh, it's just you, – you're not. But – your focus has to be there. You know, you might do some dumb stuff. Like, it happens. You know, I, I had some dumb turnovers. I did some dumb things. Uh, but at the end of the day, my attitude, my effort were kind of – I was always make sure I can control those things and bring that every day. Uh, and for the most part, I'd say 99% of the time I did that. Uh, yeah. But in practice, I mean, it's just like a – it's like a mentality. Like, you can't hesitate. You can't play – not scared, but just just do what you do, you know? Like, mm-hmm. do what you do, take care of the ball, and, and – and, play confident like a lot of it a lot of my turnovers in my career came from just lack of confidence seriously I mean it's the same it's the same thing as shoot, making shots like when it's in your head like crap we're turning the ball over like and we're, we're you're afraid to make mistakes you start to make more mistakes you know it's mm-hmm. it's less the fluidity of the game and the fluidity of the offense goes down so just but a, a lot of that is like coming from each other you know like, I don't know these guys' personal level, and I don't know how they how they interact with each other, but if you turn the ball over three times in a row, like, someone's got to be the guy like, hey, let's get a good shot. Or, hey, let's let's have – you know, let's be solid. Um, but you also have to – you have to approach – you have to – you have to take that. Like, you have to have uh, constructive criticism, and you can't get all worked up about it, you know? Like, you can't be – I know you're, they're a younger team and, and maybe the maturity is not to the level that it needs to be or will be later in the season. But you have to be able to be called out and just, hey, we're going to be better, you know. And and it's all out of love. It's all out of, hey, we're trying to we all have one goal and we're trying to do it together. And without you being on board, like we all won't, we all can't get to where we want to go. So just being more confident, man, and just doing your thing, like just being crisp with the ball and and. The more you move and the more the ball moves, the easier, the easier, easier everything looks. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah I, mean, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just going to come with uh, repetition. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that are learning and I, I, maybe even like Hawk to a degree, right? Cause he, oh, yeah, know, maybe the deep, maybe the game moves faster at the D one level and it does at D two. I don't know the intricacies, but. There's, there's probably just a process that go that the guys are going through right now that they just things move really fast right now. And when you're trying to take care of the ball, like against a team that wants to turn you over, um, you just kind of got to experience that and watch the film and understand how it felt and remember it. 
Um, because it's, you know, it's kind of a point you said, like, you know, Iowa State did this tonight. And while the Jays adjusted to it in the second half and didn't turn the ball over as much, right? Um, this isn't going to be the only team they face that heats them up like this. You know what I mean? Or that feeds off right. their mistakes or that, you know, right. creates a defensive scheme that tries to bait them into areas of the floor where they think that's advantage Creighton, but it's advantage their defense. You know what I mean? so, right. Yeah, that's just, it's just going to come with experience. It, it'll, it, it, I think it does take care it, of itself it, when you have guys who have high basketball IQs. And I just like you see some tendencies out of this team that sh- that makes it look like they they're pretty smart and have a good understanding of the game. They just got to figure this out through live experience. You know what I mean? Well, that means, it might, might be frustrating in their results. That's why I wouldn't I wouldn't sweat it. Yeah. Um, Joseph uh, wants to know: Do we do we find it at all encouraging? that even as poorly as Creighton played with 20-plus turnovers, a few made buckets down the stretch could have changed the outcome of the game. He said, I love this team's grit. How do you feel about that? I like it. I think it's spot on. Yeah. I think I think we're very encouraged as us Jay fans and us Jay alumni. Um, very encouraged that you're in the game and you give yourself a chance even when you have 21 turnovers and five assists. Um, I don't know what they shot from three. Do you have that number? Yeah, six of 19. Okay, and this team doesn't shoot as many threes uh, right. as we did as as the Mitch days, but yeah, as the Mitch days, they were four for nine in the first half, two for ten in the second half. So yeah, yeah 31 percent for the game, a little bit of a dip in the second half, but right, yeah, right, um, yeah. I think I don't know. I'm encouraged. Uh, I knew. I mean, I know how it is when you when you're a young team. I mean, we were a young team. My sophomore year, we won. We lost like five games down the stretch by like 18 points. Uh, mm. But if you have the grit and you don't let your defense affect your offense, like you can build off that, you know, you can't control if shots go in or, or don't go in, um, but you can't control your attitude, your effort, and your energy on the defensive end. And I think defensively they're, they're pretty solid. Um, yeah. They do what they can. Uh, they don't really let things affect them, which is definitely encouraging moving forward, uh, especially in the conference play. Like you need to have that short-term memory loss. Yeah. See the thing that, you know, I'm sure you didn't listen to any of our post-game podcasts when you guys were dropping, like, games like flies, like, late your sophomore year, right? But No, I didn't listen. I don't, I don't listen to you, Matt. All good. But I don't listen to anything you have I wasn't – I was – you know, to be total, I'm, I'm being 100% honest. I was not surprised you guys competed and ultimately won a Big East – competed for and ultimately won, I should say, a Big East regular season title in 2019-20 and – made it to a Sweet 16 and competed for another Big East title in a weird year where not everybody played a balanced schedule uh, the following season. Right. And the reason I was not surprised by any of those accomplishments is because I saw on a daily basis what you guys were doing as a group to build habits that would lead to those results. Um, and I think that we're back at that stage just with a different group. Like, I just think this group is – is going to try to follow that trajectory. And I don't know if they'll accomplish that because you just you haven't seen them grow into it yet. But I'm encouraged that they have um, enough wherewithal to separate the two sides of the floor. Like right now, like right now they're I mean, we've seen what happens when they turn people over and are like just tenacious and cutthroat on the defensive end and let that 
fuel their offense right now. That's probably what what they've done when they're at their best is turn defense into offense. Um, but right now when it's not clicking in the quarter court and when they're just not flowing, the ball's not moving, um, there's a lot of one-on-one plays being made, spacing's a mess, turnovers are happening, shots aren't falling. Like, they cross midcourt and they just still sit down and get, get in your shit. Like, I'm encouraged by that because that's going to be – that's going to win them games that look like what it looked like in 2020 and 2021, where you're just running people out of your gym and making them feel like they're just completely overwhelmed by the whole environment. When you're, when, cause you're going to figure out the offensive end with those habits you're trying to build on a daily basis. So I think I'm encouraged by, I'm encouraged by their grit defensively because it hasn't been something where it's like, we haven't seen yet what, where the game just gets out of control, gets out of their, you know, they just lose their grip on the game because they're pouting about, you know, turning the ball over or missing shots or things not working on the offensive end. Like this team has a, has a toughness about them. that I think they deserve credit for at this point. Um, And I think it's going to turn them into a pretty salty group once they figure out, you know, just how to play offensively. Yeah, no doubt. And, and when those guys, I mean, the more you play with each other and and the more you get acclimated with each other, and, you, I mean, you start to figure that out, you know, uh, like we did. My sophomore year, it was the same. Like you said, it was the same. It's the same situation. And like I said earlier, with this team, you got to endure the bo- the bumps in the road and you mm-hmm. have to just take it with a grain of salt, find the positives like we're doing right now, find the positives and losses, um, and move on, you know, it, it, and – you can't repeat the same things over and over again. But if you're, if your backbone is your defense and your intensity and your attitude uh, and kind of your your physical mindset uh, for just moving on to the next play, then you have a foundation you can build on and you can you can move forward with that. You know, you can go to bed at night uh, when you lose games. But if you're losing, I'm just just not trying, or the grit's not there, or you're just getting outworked. Then I mean, that's where you start to lose sleep at night. And and I've had a few of those, and those aren't good. Yeah. Um, but like like you said, I think you're you're definitely right with the trajectory. I think guys are gonna I mean, they're gonna fall into their own and they're gonna they're they're really talented. I mean, you see it on a daily basis. Um, they're talented, they're just young and they're putting it together. Uh, but I think it's very encouraging, especially like you said, when you guard like that and you defend and you and you have that kind of mentality on that end of the floor. I mean, it 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 turns into wins in twenty twenty three when you don't expect them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I don't know. It's this is probably a stupid question. You're used to that from me, though. But like, oh yeah, <laughs> I haven't been asked one real or like remotely good question in my five years now with you. <laughs> but it'll come. Oh it'll come. God. It'll come. Whether it's it'll come. Whether it's twelve forty Eastern time tonight, or maybe next time, sometime in the future. Look at this just savagery I get on my own podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but, here, but here's the thing. Hey, like, you got to be humbled sometimes, you know? No, no, no. Hey, it's, you're absolutely right. 100%. I got to have some humility to me. I can't just criticize the players and coaches all year without getting some back. So exactly. But, you know, you like just, you, can't just, yeah, you're, you can't just roll out these BS podcasts without getting a little, you know, that's true. <laughs> you're on to my, my game, man. Chill out here. You're exposing too much. Uh, so what you got? Yeah, but you like you know what it's 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 cliche to say like you wouldn't trade those experiences because they they made they created what you guys were able to do the last two years of your career, right? 
I definitely but, trade but some it's like, That's what I'm saying. You would, you want those wins back. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but there is truth in the fact that the way you guys like lost games taught you how to win. It just did. Yeah. Like, it taught you how to be tougher when it time when it was time to be like go to that next level. You know what I mean? Where no one's beating us no matter what. We're not beating ourselves. We're playing smart. We're executing down the stretch. Like that's how you beat Seton Hall on the road. That's how you came back last year against Seton Hall. Like, you know, that's how you won all these. Yeah, that's how you beat US UCSB in the first round last year when that game was tough and they were up 10 and the game or when you lost a 10 point lead, all those kind of things. Like you gotta yep. learn how to win. And sometimes you got to learn with an L that makes you feel yep. like shit and makes you lose sleep and 100%. makes you like, you know, really down in the dumps, but you learn from it. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the crazy thing. If, if a couple of those shots go down, down the stretch and you end up winning that game, I mean, you, a lot of that stuff goes unnoticed or a lot of that stuff goes untalked about and when it's untalked about you there's no growth you know mm. i mean mac would have had them boys in there going over some things like they they definitely would have had a long film session but it wouldn't have been as long as as it's going to be tomorrow if they won you know what i mean yep because you lose sight in some of the things that go wrong with wins because it covered up with other plays you know and you highlight other plays that that led to those victories um so when you look at L's and when you look at a couple of L's the same way, um, you start to, like you said, you start to find that growth and you start to find winning and, and losing. Yeah. Agreed. So, I don't know. Uh, That's me. That's what I get. No, I'm with you. I like, I, I like I said, I, I'm yeah. If the, if the question is, are we encouraged by the grit? That's a long answer, but short answer is I am. Encouraged right now. Very, very encouraged. Um, this last one, this uh, or one more. I guess we had a couple more. Sorry. Um, this is from Creighton Blue Jay, so I guess you know a burner account probably. Probably your burner account, actually. That's, that's my burner account. Yeah. yeah I was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll try to keep it positive. Got to ask Mitch about R two and Hawks ballot bombs. So yeah, uh, Nemhard threw one in on an alley oop early. <laughs> yeah, that was and then and then yeah, Hawk hit one like probably, I don't know, beak adjacent. Maybe he was pretty far out there. Yeah, I gotta yeah. see it. I gotta see. I was a little off center, so I gotta see it on replay. It would. It, it, I mean, it would have been five to zero at the under sixteen timeout if he didn't throw that in there. Serious. Two of them. <laughs> Serious. Hey, some, some, sometimes I think I don't know if it was Nick Ball or one of the guys, one of the other guys. This was the first game actually that I've watched with sound. I even watched the other one with sound, oh, really? but I didn't watch the ones in the islands with sound. But anyway, uh, I used to try and block Nick out too, but Nick has some good things to say every once in a while. <laughs> you'll appreciate that i'll text him about it yeah but sure. uh uh nick said i think it was nick or the other guy i don't remember but he said uh sometimes it's better to be lucky than good you yeah. know and at the end of the day you you still have to be a little good to have an idea but horrendous pass i mean just a horrendous pass that, <laughs> that, that was fortunate enough to count for three uh i like the idea but just hit horrendous execution yeah. and then he came off late um, I think it was three to two, and he hit that bomb from about thirty or twenty-eight mm-hmm. feet. Uh, kind of hoisted and, it a little bit. And the shot hoisted box, yeah. it a little. Oh yeah, he hoisted a little more than I would like, but uh, Hawk did the same thing. And and I, hey, shoot him, you know. Yeah. Let him let him fly, you know. Hey, if, if it's a results-oriented business, they counted for three points. So like. Oh yeah, hey, you're, living, I, you're living good when it goes. All I gotta say is three is greater than two. Exactly. He threw an alley oop. It went in. 
that you know what you're plus one right there yep sometimes good players make shots you know that's just how it goes um but no i like the i like the bombs obviously i like three-point shots because i mean that's all i do nowadays um around the corners and shoot threes say that like with sadness in your voice like why you don't like shooting threes anymore no, I like shooting threes. I love shooting threes. Good, because I like watching you shoot threes, so don't ever stop doing that. <laughs> I'll keep shooting threes as long as somebody wants to pay me to shoot threes. There you go. That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> um, Pete wants to know, does anyone in the Big East play as physical as Iowa State? And Who wants to know? The, uh, Pete. Pete. Oh, Pete. Know. Yeah. And what Pete. is the over-under on fouls called on ISU at K- at Kansas? Yeah, at, K- at KU and, and Bob, what's – how many fouls is Iowa State going to get called for? And is it 30? Um, Physicality. So first- it's hard for me. It's hard. It's hard for me. My man, Pete, it's hard for me to judge physicality when I'm not necessarily like in between the lines. You know what yeah, I mean? When you, can't, when you can't feel it. Right. Yeah. When I can't feel it. Um, physicality wise. I mean, obviously St. John's is a team that speeds you up and, and tries to do those things and muddy, muddy up games. Um, that's just a scouting report. Like the scouting report is turnovers. Like that's if we take care of the ball, we win the game type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Xavier plays a little tougher, um, just because that's their nature and that's kind of who they are. And then Providence, Providence is like the. I, would you say t- Providence is probably the toughest playing team? Like just yeah, kinda, I think I think like fight. yeah, I think since well now, well, UConn probably. Yeah. yeah, I was just about to say UConn. I was just yeah, about to say UConn. Yeah. I I UConn, UConn is like Providence on steroids to me. Like after seeing, yeah, yeah. You, I haven't seen UConn them live comes, yet, but it looks. UConn's like number one. Yeah. UConn's number one. Uh, I honestly just forget that they're in the Big East. Seriously, like, but they're number one, followed by Providence, and then you have Xavier and St. John's because St. John's speeds you up. But uh, definitely, like, like uh, Coach Hurley and and UConn, like they pride themselves on toughness and and just. Being physical. So I think those two teams, Providence and, and UConn, will be like as physical, if not more physical than Iowa State. And then on the road at Kansas, uh, eh, 28, 28 foul calls. 28. <laughs> Jesus. Um, 28. No, it yeah. won't be 28. That might be, a, be conser- like- that might be a conservative estimate in fog, honestly. Like, they're, yeah, they might, they might clear 30 with like 10 to go, honestly. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. That's outrageous. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, you know, seeing seeing Iowa State live and in person, like, I don't think there was anything that Creighton couldn't handle tonight. I mean, they were tenacious, but like, it was my biggest thing. Was yeah, it, it was. I think it was screen. more like Xavier, you know. And they and Iowa State and Xavier played each other, and Xavier was a mess. Like, you know, they 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 made Scruggs' life miserable, but. You know, Xavier also didn't have Kunkel. They didn't have Fremantle. So, like, that right. wasn't that wasn't 100%, you know, at all hands on deck Xavier either. And right. even though Iowa State overwhelmed them with that defensive pressure, I still feel like it's, like, they looked like a Xavier-type team tonight. Not a, I don't think they were a UConn type team. No, but no, I, haven't no. Seen, I haven't seen that physicality in person yet, but it looks crazy on television. So Yeah, I, I mean, our, our, game, our game in the garden was a rock fight. Yeah. Um. They were, yeah, that was, that was like, I don't even know how we won that game. Like, that was so uncharacteristic for us to win. But like you said, winning the losses. Uh, so, yeah, I think you won that game because uh, I remember when Marcus went just to hit some fucking tough-ass shots. That's what he, he did that down the stretch. Yeah. yeah DJ yeah. hit a tough three. Marcus hit a tough jumper. Like, you guys are just tough. 
Yep, tough. Yeah. Tough. T-U-F-F tough. Um, that's how you No, win. but I think I think you got to win the point of the ball screens. Like if a defensive team that's that's skinny on up over on your point guard and your in your wings just makes life difficult, you know. Because then they keep doing it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like once they know that they can get through. I mean, I saw one guy, I think he's getting up twice on the same possession. He went over once and went over the second time, like back to back. And I was mm-hmm. like, ah, it's not good. Not good. Because then it's like, here's like, I mean, I, then it's like, I'm in your shit. Like, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. Once you get through two, then it's like, I'm forcing a shot clock violation or you're giving me that ball. Like, you know, one of the two. Oh, yeah. It's like that dog mentality. Then it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like as a defender, I, I mean, once you kind of smell blood, like you, yeah. It's over with. So here's my question on that, because you met you brought you brought that up earlier um, before we start taking questions. Like, is uh, like how would you grade Creighton this Creighton team as a screening team as a, as a group? Um, like, is it something where the bigs need to be better with that, with their footwork and their timing and getting to that uh, defender earlier, or or is no. it on the, or is it more on the ball handler kind of you know making sure they're they're running that thing tight? I'd say seventy thirty. 70-30, which way? 70-30 guards, okay. 30 bigs. But I also think it's – I also think it's what I talked about earlier, like on the downs or the or the ices or whatever. You have to get defenses moving because when defenses are moving and out of position, then you start to get guys hit or clipped on ball screens. And that's what you want. When guys are loaded, like it's way easier. Like if I know the ball screen's coming, like I'll be able to skinny up, you know, mm. uh, and I'll blow it up. Um, but when I don't, <laughs> like you're all over the place, I'll blow yeah, it <laughs> Yeah, I'll blow it up. Like, hell yeah, screen right? All right, I'm in there, you know? Yeah. But when, when you're flying around on defense and, and you have no time to think and the call's late, then then you start to get hit. Um, so the guards have to do a better job and the team overall just moving the ball and getting getting guys into those quick ones and, and not those loaded ones where you're just loaded, waiting, and then the ball screen happens. Um, but 70% is just getting the guy to level the screen. If he's, if he's up in you, take him a step lower, you know, just yeah. – you know, you're crab, crab, a couple crab dribbles, and then just, yeah, a couple crab dribbles. Get them below the free throw line, or get them or not below the free throw line, but depending yeah. on where you're at, get them down and and, and play space. You know, um, don't let them skinny up. And then the guard just set a physical screen. Don't don't do the teeny screen. Teeny will like that one because he, he he tried to get a lot of he he got a lot of fouls on that. But yeah, he did. whatever. I, I think about it. Yeah, there was a few yeah a few offensive fouls. He's still doing that. He he Is got he? a foul like that in Sioux Falls, and he looked over and winked at me. I said, "Same teeny man, <laughs> same teeny." Uh, uh, next question: Danny Sullivan wants to know: Was AOC sick tonight? I don't I don't think so. Like I, I just think Iowa State did a good job of like making him play off the bounce. You know what I mean? Like they made him, you know, have to drive hard right and. They moved their feet yeah. up and didn't let him kind of catch in rhythm and and because he's really good when he can elevate right and like yeah 100%. he can get that shot up when he's over anybody basically I just yeah. don't I just think Iowa State was there on the catch and they made him a driver instead of a spot up shooter. One hundred percent. I I've been there so like a lot of how you start the game, especially as a scorer and as like a shooter, how you start the game it's it's a lot on rhythm. Um, like I was at. I was at Oklahoma my sophomore year, and I mean, I know you remember that game. Uh, I yeah, just I never really got into rhythm. Like my shots didn't, my shots didn't feel good. Never really got into rhythm, and mm-hmm. I had, I shot over eleven that game. Mm-hmm. Um, when 
like Alex tonight, he had like two plays early. One was like a trail where he normally just lets it fly, you know, but he kind of hesitated. Then he's like, ah, crap. And then got downhill and he like kind of stuttered and threw up a floater one time. And, and he, and he, he wasn't really comfortable. So he's like out of rhythm with his feet. And like, I've been there all the time when my feet are out of rhythm. Like it's weird. And it happens. Like, I mean, it happened to me probably 10 times in my whole college career, you know, where it's just like, ah, something's a little off. Something's like you shoot a hundred shots and it's all rhythm or hundred shots. You shoot a hundred thousand shots and it's all rhythm and you're, and it's all mechanics, but sometimes it's just like your feet aren't under you. You're like, you're, you're, you're just a little like lack, not lackadaisical, but your mind's like a little, like you're locked in and you're focused, but I don't know. It's a feeling that it's hard to understand. And, but I bet if I talked to 10 other hoopers right now, they'd be like, yeah, like hundred percent. Um, but sometimes you're just not in the rhythm. And when you don't get there early, you like sometimes don't get into it. And then when defenses are focused on you, now it's like crap. You know, now it's like the weight of the world or the weight of the arena on you. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't put too much into it. AOC's a scorer. He can get to, like he said, like he elevates over people at 12 feet and hits that little floater. Like that's his go-to, his midi, he gets his three going, like to the rim. Like he's tough to score. I mean, he's tough to, he's tough to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't put too much thought into it. I mean, I had some zero, I had a lot of goose eggs in my career and it is what it is. You know, you got to impact the game in other ways. Yeah. And honestly, I, I think he did. Like, I thought, you know, Caleb, yeah, Caleb Grill for Iowa State tonight was, like, cooking. And I thought oh, Alex, Alex kind of cooled him off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just by being there on the catch and, you know, playing to his dominant hand and, and breaking oh, yeah. his rhythm when he was four. He was four for four from three. And I don't think Alex let him get off another one after that. He like, didn't get any good year. looks. Alex was – that's a good point. I don't know why I didn't say that. But maybe you are right sometimes. Yeah, you know, I watched the game too, you know. <laughs> But no, that is a good point. He did, yeah. He did do his thing defensively in the second half, and and really was a difference maker, difference maker on the end of the floor. Um, our last question tonight uh, comes from Booker Woodfoxes. By the way, Mitch, have you ever seen Booker? Do you know what Booker Woodfox is? Have you ever seen him before? I do know who he is. Well, okay. I don't really know who he is, but uh, I've never seen him. No. Okay, we need to we need to get like a super cut of Booker Woodfox bombing threes and let you see what that was like. Because uh, yeah, yeah, big time. Oh, it's just—I don't think there's ever been a shooter like him. Like, you get off the floor so quick, got that shot off so quick. He used to yeah. wore the baggiest uniform you've ever seen in your life, long short sleeve shirt. Like it was—he's there's only one Booker Wood Fox. I love it. Yeah, um, that's he's like one of the or, or you know the the guys that branded let it fly. Like Booker yep. Wood Fox is part of that part of that uh, part of that group. I like it. Um, let's see. When is Mitch getting called up to the Cavs? I don't know. You want to break some news tonight? Uh, no, I have no news to break. I would love to break oh, some okay. news tonight that I'm going to the Cavs, but no. I do not Sorry, guys. No. Um, right now, it's just it, it's a grind, man. Um, G League is a grind. Uh, we're talking about turnovers. I think my team averages like 23 turnovers a game, which is Averages. ridiculous. Averages. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's that much. So that means but, like on the high end, there's like around either around 40 sometimes, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't think it's 23, <laughs> but I'd have to go look. But it's just just a different game, you know. Uh, the ball doesn't move as much as we did at Creighton. Doesn't yeah. go side to side. Just more of one side. Get a ball screen, find a shot. Yeah. A little different. Uh, but at the end of the day, when it comes to you, you got to hit shots. Like that's my role. Just make shots. And right now, I mean, I I was shooting okay, not a lot of shots. I was like 42 or something. Now I'm like 38, uh, somewhere around there. But God forbid. 
got to make some shots, honestly, not getting called up shooting 38% and not being involved, you know? So, I mean, the line's deeper. Kinda... 38% ain't like scrub stats, you know? Like, uh, it's scrub stats. It's scrub stats. 38%? Really? Wow. Yeah. Scrub I mean, stats. You're, a hard, you're a harsh critic. So, I mean, yeah, well, what, 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 well, I guess like, but like, what else am I out what's there? The, what's for? the, you know, what's the stat? No you are, you are like 50, 60% from like 30 feet and beyond. So, yeah, I guess that is a drop off for you. Yeah, it's it's atrocious, but no, uh, yeah, just it's a grind, man. G League is 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 a different grind. Um, it's different from college, obviously. It's different from the NBA. Uh, it's just it's hard to like. I I I can't really explain it. You just have to like. Yeah, can do I do it? Can I ask you what went into your decision to stay, uh, like to stay stateside versus going overseas? Like you've been you've done the overseas thing throughout your college career, like. I'm curious what went into your decision and why you settled into uh, staying here first. Uh, I just, I mean, I was really intrigued in going to training camp. Okay. Um, like I wanted, I was that guy. I'm that guy that like, if I get in the gym and you see me, like I'm going to play myself into a situation where uh, like maybe I have a chance, you know, um, training camp was fun. I had a good time, like the five weeks with, with the Cavs and good guys, good organization. Coach is a big time dude. Um, the guys are big time. So it was like it was a cool it was a cool experience for me just to go through it, um, and I got to play in one game. Obviously, like want to play in more games, but I mean they're trying to find rotations and pieces where where they want to move forward with, you know, and and that's fine. And uh, but it was cool. The whole experience was just kind of seeing how they operate, how they travel, how they day to day approach, like. It was it was good. It was fun, um, and I just wanted to give myself a chance. Maybe at the end of the day, I, I would have got a spot, but I didn't end up getting a spot. And now, just kind of grind it out here for a year or whatever going forward, and whatever my agent advises me to do. Um, but just have fun with it, you know. Like that's basically where I was at, and just kind of the experiences. Um, obviously, everybody's dream is playing the league, uh, and you can still do that going overseas. I mean, Matt Thomas did it. A lot of guys did it. Uh, and that'll be my path after this. Like, if if all doesn't go well, like, I want to play as long as somebody wants me to play for them. Uh, so that was kind of my thought process, just to kind of go and play and give myself a chance to hopefully make a team. Um, do you want to be a coach someday? Or is that just like, are you just trying to think about, like, I'm just going to play until someone thinks I can't? I don't know, man. Uh, definitely the second part. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's, like, financially, like, feasible. I mean, I'm not going to play yeah, as yeah. long as it's like financially feasible, as long as, as long as it is, uh, yeah, I'll give it a go. Being a coach, early in my college career, I wanted to be a coach. Yeah, uh, earlier in my college career, I didn't so much want to be a coach um, as much, just because I don't know the stuff that the stuff that I saw Mac having to deal with on the day to, on day to day, and and I mean it's good, like there's there's positives and negatives to every role and every job uh, mm. and every occupation in life. But I mean, some things, if I was a coach, some things I would just like try and do differently or try and like avoid, I guess. Um, but a lot of those things you, you just can't control as a college coach. Um, I think what would be really cool, like really ideal would be like having like a, a, a fun 12 year career and making a decent living where it's like I can go back to like a like a, a high school and just kind of like do things my way. Yeah. You know, and, and, and maybe I'll maybe I'll get to the college game. I mean, if I'm fortunate enough to to maybe give that a try. But 
I, think I mean, you're, cool you're kind of letting your ego fly here. I never said you could be a college coach. I just said a coach, man. I don't care if you're going to like six-year-olds or something. I don't like Right, but I'm yeah, saying you, you my, ran with mindset, that. my mindset on being a college coach was like, eh, probably don't want to do that. But now mm. it's like if I if I wanted to do it and I got the opportunity and the chance to get on the staff somewhere and kind of work my way up the work uh, up the ranks, I yeah. think it'd be I don't know maybe. Um, but it just depends. It just depends where my head's at, where my priorities are at, like where my life is at. Because, I mean, I spent more holidays with Mac in four years than his family did. You know, mm. it's like it's like maybe I want that with my my future wife and hopefully Lord willing kids and and all that. Um, I think that would be cool just to kind of wake up on Christmas day with my family, like open up, <laughs> opening up presents. You know, that sounds yeah. like a cool little deal. Uh, but I never know. Uh, I never know where I'll be. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow, to be honest. Uh, so I just, just kind of take it a day at a time and take care of my business and whatever opportunities present themselves. I'll, I'll jump on them. Gotcha. Well, I know how important family is to you. How is your family doing? Everybody doing good? My, well. first, sure. my, fam- my family is doing well. My little sister is pregnant right now in Brazil. Nice. Uncle uh, Mitch. All right. Uncle, Uncle Mitch times what? Three, four, five. Uncle Mitch five times little, five. My, five, my, five. My younger of the two sisters, which is still my older sister, uh, she had her third like, I don't know, seven months ago, eight months ago. Yeah. So she, teaching the young. So it's good, man. Yeah. What's up? Are you teaching the youngins how to hoop yet, or are, they, are you not allowed to ask? They know how to hoop. Oh, they do? They know how to hoop. Okay. They're, they're, they're born hoopers. Actually, my niece is probably going to be a runner. Uh, my sister my sister was a runner. Um, well, technically, you were a, technically, you were a runner, too. You just shot threes also. So like, but you ran constantly. Like, you never stopped. <laughs> yeah, running. yeah, yeah. That was a, I did track back in middle school. You know, I had my days. Yeah, uh, I, I believe it because you just never so stop. She, she's going to be a sprinter. I was a sprinter to the corner. She's going to be like a like a three hundred or a four hundred meter hurdler or a hundred meter hundred meter hurdler type of thing. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, but me, no, I'm ninety four. I'm a ninety four foot sprinter. Yeah, you are. You are ninety four to ninety four <laughs> catch and shoot, catch and shoot. Ninety four to ninety four. Actually, it, it's normally about yeah ninety four to ninety four. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, shoot that thing, and every once in a while, just see what see what the game gives me. For sure. Are you still letting it go from the parking lot, or does the, the G League not want you to shoot that far out yet? Uh, not as often. Not as what? often. I'm gonna send them that clip. They gotta know what they're dealing sure. with here. Send them a clip. Send them a clip. Sure. And know what the, it's not. Let me. Uh, you know, what? I don't think I got a chance to ask you this last year because, like, they would only let you do like a zoom every now and then. But like, <laughs> yeah. What, what is up with that? Hey, tell Rob. Uh, tell Rob we have problems. <laughs> they, they act like we're so busy all the time like i wasn't doing anything my senior year i'll let them know i'll let them know especially yeah, during a- covid i started playing i started playing call of duty did you really did you get good at it yeah i'm dude i'm nice i'm, I'm not are you oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no i'm not nice but i'm like sufficient i like i play with marcus i play with marcus and jake every once in a while yeah Dan, my roommate uh we're good we got a squad man okay okay i believe it I tried to ask DJ who the worst gamer on the team was last year, but he, he's like, I'll tell you after the season. So I'm still waiting. I need to get that answer who the worst gamer on the team was. It depends what game. If you catch me in any other game, it's probably, I mean, it's pro- I'm not very good in any other game, but I started playing that one game just because it was free. Uh huh. And it's fun, man. It's good camaraderie. Yeah. But the question I wanted to ask you, though, is like, when did you start to embrace like trying to dot logos? Like, 
Because you try to what? Trying to dot logos, you know? Because there was a point like your junior year where it just like, you know, it kind of like happened by accident a few possessions. And dot then as logos. more as, as, as those <laughs> dot logos. Mom, but then last year. Logo. Uh, I don't like, know, man. Like, I feel like last year I, it became like a thing that everybody just knew you for. Like, Mitch Ballack's gonna come into your arena and paint your logo with a with like a little three a made three. Paint what, your logo. What's hey, the circle I thing on really... shot charts? Right, like they circle. There's like a circle, right? Like if you do shot charts, like a, there's a circle where Mitch like stepped on your logo and banged a three. Like, you know what I mean? So that's what I mean. Like, when did you start wanting to go through the Big East and like paint everybody's logos with a made three? I mean, sometimes it's just, it's just, I don't know, man. I just, my, the stronger I got with the Jeremy Anderson weights plan, I just felt more comfortable shooting deeper shots, I guess. So do you have a favorite? My, what's up? Do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite? It's a good question. I'm trying to think, like, the one where you, <laughs> the one where, uh, well, I mean, the one where you piss off the head coaches, they're always hilarious. Like, because because the coach is like, get out there. And the defender's like, he's 40 fucking feet away. And then you like, <laughs> and then you still hit it. And the coach is like, God damn it. And I, I love those ones for sure. But uh, I think the one at home against St. John's right at the end of the game where you were like rocking him to sleep with the crossover between the legs a little bit. And then you just like pulled in his face and like, I don't know who, I think I, it might have been posh, but. I don't know who it was, but uh, yeah, that one was like beyond the O and FMBO, and like you dribbled yeah. into it too. Like you were like, "I'm gonna dribble out the clock here." No, I'm, not. I'm gonna pull this shit right here. Oh yeah, I just that might have been my favorite because that was a cold blooded ass three. That was like an unexpected shot too. Like I didn't even expect to shoot that, and I was like, "You know what? Why not?" <laughs> and let, it. And let it go. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. The one, at, the one at half, the one at halftime at Providence was like a very deep one. I was kind of like floating backwards. Yeah, um, that was a good one. But did you uh, did you hear DJ say cash money when the ball was in the air? <laughs> no, I didn't hear that till the video. That's, oh, that's the greatest part of the highlight. It's like you let it go. DJ's just like cash money and then swish. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> DJ's a real one for that. Yeah, that's one of the that was one of like the great moments of not having fans in the arena because you can hear DJ loud as loud and clear like cash money and then it just oh yeah off. he was he was I mean you could obviously hear him yeah, yeah and we were on the bus we were on the bus and he he uh, he said it on the bus and we, you know we won the game and he was all like we we're all happy and whatnot he's like yo Mitch you see this video <laughs> and it was it was hilarious I was like that's incredible yeah that's a pretty good that's one. just a real one that's a real teammate. Yep. No, for sure. DJ's a real one, for sure. Well, Mitch, I've uh, spent too much of your time. I think it's 1 o'clock on the East Coast now, so let's let you get to bed. Um, it is. I got practice in the morning, bro. Oh, you do? Why'd you stay up this late talking basketball? You got practice in the I can still get my eight hours. All right. Well, as long as you can get your eight hours. I'll get my eight. Um, good job adulting there. Get your sleep. Yeah, I'll get my eight. All right. Well, I appreciate you, and I know everybody that probably listened to this podcast appreciates your insight. Uh We'll try to have you on again, like at a more reasonable hour of the day with like a game in the afternoon. Reasonable hour of the day, and maybe after a dub, man. Yeah, well, I can't predict that in the in advance. So, I mean, well, you can't at halftime. You just got to like good you, you got to get you got to get like a good mojo going where you just like are on the call for for games that Creighton's going to play well. You know what I mean? Some guys I just don't you, have man. it. Or I'll be the or, or I'll do the, I'll be the uh, pick me up guy after L's. 
there you go. Yeah, just settle into whatever role presents itself. Oh, to you. I'm a team guy. Whatever the fans need me to do, I'll do it. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you, Mitch. Thanks for your time. Thanks for uh, thank you an hour breaking down the game. Enjoy the holidays. You too, sir. Merry Christmas and best of luck to you uh, bombing on in the G League. Yeah, sounds good. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for your questions. We'll talk to you after BYU.